0: key to life all life is to simply be yourself it will if you have achieved yourself get you through every obstacle but that's just it is that we so as a whole frequently achieve ourselves. That's what this whole process of becoming a human being is about. We we wonder we spend a lifetime trying to figure out and experience who we are. And not just as a people as as individuals and when you have a bunch of confused individuals of course you have an entire society that is confused as well when everyone is in existential crisis everything that we encounter is backwards is coming at everything the wrong way because we're turned around at the onset. We've dove off the pier onto on the shore <laughs> when we it fully intended to hit the water. Uh, and then we try and swim around <laughs> to, to just act like everything's fine. Uh, but when, we're, when we're ourselves we can't do anything wrong because we're just being ourselves and I believe you know I guess the kind of argument you know is that you know there are people out there who are murderers who are sociopaths who are you know all these kinds of things that uh, we encounter in the world that make it such a difficult one to accept so often well to that It's not my response, it is, it is, what is, is, is is that is out of step. Those kind of behaviors are, are simply not in line with reality because I I hate to say these two words that I, I believe because that draws the statement away from the reality and we are always searching for reality when, when we speak uh, you know in, in, in this way and about these subjects but here I think maybe I'm drawn out into the open and forced to say forced to, to give my opinion and maybe in light of the topic of this dictation it's okay to do so um, but I believe that we are all good in essence, that humanity is good, that we are ourselves inclined to do good, and we are steered in a misdirected path only by uh, misconceptions, misunderstandings of the ways in which things are. And again, it, I hate to say it, I believe because it, it waters the this, this statement down, especially when we're always talking about what is real and what is actual and, and it's gaining that perspective um, through our own uh, dialogue about, you know, with, with reality and about reality. Um, but I believe that this is, this is so, that we, we are inherently good creatures, and then it's only fouled when uh, we stray away from uh, our inner nature, because uh, our inner nature, our true selves, Is is born of of goodness, Um, and we we choose to look the other way. Uh, Sort of like an addiction. You know, we weren't born addicts, but we choose the drug, and then you choose it one time, and then you you no longer have a choice. Unfortunately, you choose to be captive to be held hostage by it. Um, and that is what it is. You, know, you, you surrender your choice. Uh, because when we are our truest selves, we've stopped the process of becoming. And when we choose darkness when we we choose conceptualization <laughs> it's over for us we are we are not no longer uh in caressence with our our own selves with reality and again if we are truly good there are no miss steps there are no mistakes if our intentions are, are pure then even those things that we do follow up uh, are not real actual mis- missteps uh, on the course of, of our journey because it doesn't really matter the outcome uh, it's always the the action is, is not the thing. I shouldn't say maybe the outcome uh, I should say the action. It doesn't matter what the action is. It is always the intention that that should be looked at. Because if the intent is pure, (sighs) the outcome is... the action is moot. Um... And if we intend to be our truest selves, if what our true selves are or is uh, is that we are goodness embodied and we are playing out the role of ourselves within the vast theater of reality again there's there's nothing but good intention and there's nothing but pure stepping uh, and everything's a cakewalk, right? There are no mistakes, not ultimately. When all we intended to do was to sh- just simply be us, whatever that is, um, and finding out, discovering who we are is is not is not really the journey that we make it to be. We are, as the saying goes, who we are. It is what it is, right? And what it is, is us. We are who we are. And so often, really what spawned this thought for me in my mind here this evening is, um, I was thinking about how I'm perceived, Um, especially when I do public speaking especially when I'm, when I'm speaking in front of a crowd and that is becoming rapidly, more and more frequently. As of late, as Middle Tree grows, um, as the School for Philosophy and Religion grows, um, I'm finding myself more on the spot, more and more on the spot. And I'm constantly thinking, oh, you know, I have to keep the perception that I know what I'm talking about, or that I know what I'm doing, or that I'm confident, or, you know, that, I, again, all these things that I am not, <laughs> when it comes right down to it. Um, and r- really, what's a slightly off point is that no one really gives a fuck. Uh, you know, I mean, if, if you slip up, if you misspeak, if you stammer, you know, even if ultimately you walk out off stage and uh, you know a blush face, uh, it's, uh, ultimately it's yourself. It's it's whatever you decide is important. Because you can act as the sociopath and and, and not partake in societal. Uh, uh, the, the the norms the the, the societal um, delineations between it's good and bad um, but there is now this is a totally different discussion there is something to those societal norms I mean they have become the norms um, for a very particular and certain reason um, and my argument would be and I hate there's that word again my me I but I think the argument that we should make would be that those societal norms um, tend towards the good because of our inherently good nature. Um, but back to the point of, of the perception of, of yourself. Um, it's only you, at the end of the day, that, that decides that truly makes the decision, and has to live with the reality that you've created of uh, what is important, and your role within that reality and within that importance um, is whatever you decide uh, it is. Um, and when I again think about my my own role within that scheme of things, you know, um, I, I again I believe that I put too much pressure on myself to achieve a certain standard, to achieve a certain perception. And if I could, you know, lay off of that, um, you know, if I could relax from that, if we could all do that, then we would be under such less stress in general. I mean, within everything in our lives, we would be, you know, we'd be freeing ourselves from ourselves, from that, and it's a concept, it's this perceptive concept that we have um, about what is apparently, you know, how we we are perceived. Um, And this is something that we first start to get a, a, an inkling of um, as we reach adolescence, you know, our, our preteen, those awkward, you know, uh, age of, of becoming kind of years, um, that we, we really start to, to get a feel um, for this notion of the perception of ourselves. And, and, you know, this is where we start to second guess and be extraordinarily and super hyper self-conscious. Um, and why does that happen at, at that age? You know, we, we become more aware, and it's for the very first time we, we have an awareness of something, of a consciousness, of this grand perception uh, that is outside of ourselves. And that which is outside of ourselves... It is scary. <laughs> it's, it's this whole world that um, we have no control over, and yet, again, we completely lose this very simple notion that we do have control over it, because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's our lives that, that matter, it's our perception um, that is really the important one. And, if you give yourself some slack, if you, if you let yourself be yourself, then there's nothing that's going to stand in your way, um, not only of becoming yourself, which sounds probably redundant, though it is nonetheless true, um, but there's nothing standing in your way of, of being that self that you really do want to project, um... Because uh, here's this word again. I feel like we're we all want to project who we are, what we are, Um, and what we are is so beautiful. It's it's so individual. It's so unique. It's so ugly. Also, it's it's this gross, uh, you know, uh, absorbed kind of you know, all in one manifestation that's just trying to break loose and break out and express itself um, under all these limiting circumstances and watchful eyes that, existentially speaking, it's it's a big jumble of a mess, and it's no wonder that we have all these self-conscious uh, questions. These these ideas that bear themselves to us um, that we uh, are somehow second nature or second rate, um, and uh, that our, our nature is secondary. Um, that that there is nothing that is inherently us. That there there is no self that is um, good enough that we have to become something more we have to be something more um, I, I guess the, the first the idea for initially is that we have to be something more um, and because we have that idea then we try to become something more and there is no becoming we've talked about this uh, in a dictation uh, called there is no becoming I mean we're We are already all these things. And so I I guess you could even put this as the second part to to that as an ancillary, um, uh, is that we are already all these things. So if you just be yourself, there's no becoming. And then then you get rid of this whole notion of perception, um, and this whole notion of you know that, that we aren't good enough or I'm not communicating this clearly enough or you know I'm I'm not good looking enough or you know I'm not intelligent enough or as good of an athlete or you know whatever the case may be and gosh the world is so big uh, and we make it so small by when we think like this or you could say the world is so small and we make it so big when we think like this again the whatever words communicate the grand meaning the grand meaning being that we are the ones who determine the scale we are the ones who say what's important. Again, what our roles are. Who we are, actually. with Not only within this grand happening, but within ourselves. Because the grand happening, that's a concept. Really, that's the heart of it. The grand happening is something that is beyond us. It's a concept. It's an idea. Fuck the grand happening. We can do without it. We have anyways, and we do. You close your eyes. What's there? It's you. And your thoughts. Your relationship to the world. Help open your eyes. It's still the same thing. It's your relationship the world it's your perception it's what you determine that then in turn creates the world by those determinations this is this is like fluffy you know spiritualistic foofy you know kind of day one stuff And it is all the hokey and corny and watery, uh, or it would be if without the context uh, of, I think, what we're trying to establish is something more foundational here, Uh, and that foundation is so important. because you know, uh, we can give you the spell, but if you don't know how to say it, it, it has nothing. I can give you the the music on the page. If you don't know how to play it, though, it, I can I can give you the lyrics to the song. If you, if you don't know how to sing it and with the right inflections, it's there's nothing there. But you determine those relations. Everything, everything is is a concept outside of you. It's only you. We hold on to the concept. We have reasons for doing so. We've been taught nothing but, you know. And, And what's funny? is that when you start to really realize this, you begin to break away from yourself because yourself is only this confluence of various relations you've put together by having lived in the world for so long. And so when you begin to to get beyond this stuff, the world begins to break away you begin to to break up but you become more real is the funny part you become more yourself which again sounds redundant but yes by being by focusing more on the importance of being yourself you become more yourself and things become more real. Things avail themselves to you more as they are. When you let go of what the perception is supposed to be. Things become what they are supposed to be. What they what they what they are, not what they are supposed to be. <laughs> Yeah, what they are supposed to be, I suppose, you could say that they, that's what they're becoming also, because what they're supposed to be is a real relation, a true relation, something that is transparent and can, can be seen through, directly through, by you, by your own clarity, by your own sight, by your own vision. Because again, it's it's that vision that actually creates reality itself, the reality that we live in, quote-unquote, the reality that we live in, is 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 anything but. Again, it's it's a bunch of different ideas that we've been made to see. We have shoved these notions into our minds and we have force-fed relationality into our consciousness and the conscious experience that we have because of it so often looks the same from person to person despite our uniqueness and we are the most Uh, the most unique beings. Again, it's a major cliche to say, oh, we are all beautiful individual perfect snowflakes. (laughs) We are. Uh, uh, There's no way around that. Because of the relationality That we all have to reality. Every relation is unique. Every relation is interpreted in such a way and every interpretation is as valid as the next. So long as those interpretations keep in coalescence with reality. Some would call that reality God. Although God is just not the right word because we've polluted it far, far too much, too greatly to to use the word. I've spoken many times about how uh, the word God should be stricken from the English language. We know not what it means. Truly a better word would be Your reality, what you are. Your perception of actuality. Your perception combined with actuality, which then creates a new reality. Uh, Epics upon epics upon epics of reality. Again, it's you yourself miracle that, that makes the miraculous, that continues what consciousness is, that is experience, but you, you can't let yourself be infiltrated by conceptualization, because to do so means that you have given in. You have bought and you've swallowed the, the, the idea that you being yourself is not enough. That you have to project something more. Um, there is nothing more. There's nothing more. of yourself what are you left with nothing it's you who determine the relation you exist for existence you your consciousness makes existence possible without you there are no relations And if there are no relations, there are no things. And if there are no things, there is no existence. There is no being. There is no time. There is nothing. The miracle of you is that you put all of these things into play. And like a puppeteer, just by waking up in the morning, by dreaming at night, even by dying... continually manifest these realities, make them into what they are. And yet we are somehow wholly unaware of ourselves. We are wholly let's not even begin the question as to why we are we are not ready even though the answer has just been given our existence is meaning meaning is existence. Don't get me started on how all of this is love, how all of this is care, how all of this hurt, how all of this bullshit that, that, that comes to us and these waves that we can't seem to handle, and these unfair, untried, untrue, get me started on how, what that actually is, is something that is far, far beyond your conception, your perception of it, and how it all stems from, and goes back to love, and care, and mercy. Only the pious can see it. we pious to where is our faith it has to first be in ourselves and you gain that self faith through just allowing yourself to be that's all simply by giving yourself the latitude and again as long as you're well intentioned the mistakes are not really what you or anyone else will, will harp on. You know, this hyper-awareness that we we all have um, when we're placed into certain situations, whether that be in a public speaking format or in a, a conversation with a single person or as we walk down a crowded street alone or as we walk alone on a deserted college campus talking into a microphone, there's nothing that should really impede on, on us being ourselves There's nothing that should really hinder that expression of, of us. Even though it seems like so many things so constantly oppose us. Fear being the primary fact, be the primary force. I I feel like I've said this maybe in recent dictations. Maybe not, I, I don't know. Maybe I've just said it in my head a lot. But I never understood what FDR said. Uh, when he, he said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Yeah, for so long, that phrase stuck with me. Even as a kid, before I really knew fear. And it's fear. Fear is really uh, the enemy of, of the self. Fear is something that overtakes you when you are are not secure in yourself. Because if you're secure in yourself, you're secure in the reality of yourself. And if you understand that reality, you understand that it it is limitless. That it is unbounded by otherness. That is not tied to what we perceive of as otherness. There is no otherness. What you are composes what you perceive otherness to be. Without you there is no other. Without day there is no night. It's the yin and the yang. It's a very very old I hate to say idea because it's not an idea, it's a reality. It is (laughs) a reality that is as old as reality itself, because it is reality. I elaborate on it in something known in the book that I wrote, um, uh, in the, the chapter called The Pebble and the Tree. D.T. Suzuki has a beautiful articulation of it, um, in uh, one of his books on Zen Buddhism. You know, there, are which stands against something else composes that other thing by its standing apart from it what it is you know, thing one can only exist if thing two simultaneously does as well because everything within thing one it is because h- h- thing one comes out of everything that is in thing two that is how it becomes itself and it pours back in It to thing two thing one comes out of thing two stands against thing two and then in a double reflection composes things, thing to by standing against it. And if you, in your thinghood, in your being, in your actuality, in your you if you are secure in that, there is nothing to fear. Because there is, as you can see, nothing else. And it, furthermore, can all controlled by you letting go of it. The first thing we have to let go of is fear. And again, I, n- I never understood what why that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself phrase so constantly echoed in my mind, constantly. Yeah, I never, I felt like I got it, but I didn't, you know? Like, I understood it, but you know, when I, when I looked for it, it was gone. You know? Like, I understood it somewhere like in my heart, uh, but not in my head. is exactly what it says it's it's not the outcome. the outcome doesn't matter. Again the action doesn't matter. If our relation to it is, is solid is secure if if who we are is is secured if who we are, fully, and if it's understood fully to be something that is infinite, if, if we understand ourselves as we are, then we're comfortable, we're truly comfortable, with the relation to whatever it is we oppose. Because what we oppose is is nothing. It's inconsequential. Uh, if you're face to face with the lion and you, your mind is at ease. What can bring you harm? fear. It's not death. It's the fear of death. If you are completely healthy, no lions within sight, but are fearful, What do you have? What owns you? Who are you? All fear. Complete. Total fear. Fear is no way to live. Fear is not living. Fear is fear, fear is death, fear is the concept, fear is the thing apart from ourselves, fear is what is not, fear is what we fear. the action. It's always the action. This is non-jectivity. non is in summation it takes the it takes individuals out and replaces them with agency, with absolute agency maybe one might say. it's a, it makes us understand that we are nothing but agency that we put into play put into motion all these universal universals that we we implement them we activate these things and these things have no reality without our activation nothing is there without us do you, do, you, do you see your importance do you understand it do you understand why we can't allow you to be to be fearful we can't allow you to misspeak. We have to have you be yourself. We are all counting on you. Because you are counting on you. We are all counting on one another. All of us. We are all together the same. We are all thing one. Yet we are separate at the same time. The, in the dualism lies the beauty and the truth. Be an answer for who we are, and the answer has to come from us. But we can only give that answer. We allow ourselves again that that latitude. If we allow ourselves, ourselves don't worry about what they think. They are you, if you couch it right, if your perception is. And again, it's it's only your perception that matters. If you don't fear the lion, you have nothing to fear from the lion. Nothing the lion can give you. The lion can cut you. It can pain you. It can kill you. That you can't necessarily control. But what you can control is is your actual and true relation to it, which is always a consciousness, it's always a conscious happening, that being the case, there's nothing that it can ultimately take from you, there's nothing that it can ultimately, truly be, other than what you give it. give it is whatever it is. That's the power here that you have. What you tell it, it, it is, is what it is. And you decide. There are decisions that you make that help to inform what it is that you decide. You place yourself in the lion's den. Well, then you are asking for a Daniel-esque test of faith. Of course. You can always make a decision... can excuse me, you can't always make a decision, however, not to be thrust into the lion's den, but you can't always make the decision not to let your situation control you. Let your situation control your perception. And we are all duped into this. The situation dictates our ideas. The situation dictates what we think about a certain thing. It alters our reality. Reality is not alterable. Reality is. It's we who are alterable. we who give the otherness its power and it we give it a, a grand power over us when it is we who have the power over it always always it is we who are in control is not something we ascertain that is what it is and what it is is not a something that we seek out and then possess it's what is it's with us already so again there's no reason to attempt to to gain it there's no reason to attempt to become There's only that need to allow ourselves, our our self-hood. So the question then becomes how do we allow, how do we make for that allowance? Well, we do as we have been doing in a philosophical world, we strip away, we strip away, we strip away. Take down. We become less. Not more, less. Because we have become so much already. So we back out of becoming. We back out of what we think of as ourselves. And by doing so, ironically, we gain ourselves. fear. That's what it all really boils down to. This is this battle against fear. And we construct our conscious experience in such a way that we wall ourselves off from fear. that's what this all is we are insulating ourselves so that we are unharmed that's what this phenomenological happening of being is survival right so we can continue on but why the fuck would you continue on if you're gonna do so in fear you know why There's an irony of all ironies. You know why you continue on? Even though you're afraid? Because you're fucking afraid. And you don't know what else to do. And so you keep going. Even though you're scared shitless. know the alternative, you know only one way. You have the idea, the concept. That's what you live with. So how do we take that down? How do we allow ourselves ourselves? This is not necessarily, again, an answer that can be given in the traditional sense. we found out with most philosophical things, the reason why most philosophical uh, uh, kind of explorations are are such quandaries um, is that they're so laden with, with concepts and with logic and with ideas. Well, our philosophy attempts to do away with logic and concepts and ideas and goes right to the heart of reality. It's not an attempt, that's what it does. That's what it is. That's where we are. So, the answer that we can give about how you allow yourself your selfhood is a very simple one. (laughs) As are most truths. And it is that we can give you no answer. As to how to allow yourself to be your selfhood. You have the answer. It's already there. You just have to be. There's actually, at the end of the day, there's nothing for you to do. Nothing for you to do. This is where there is no becoming. There's there's nothing that needs doing. There's only you. There's only you allowing yourself yourself. There's no answer. There's no key. There's no great wisdom. You're the answer. You're the key. You're the fucking wisdom. Wake up! You look for answers everywhere. In everything. In religion. In politics family and your friends and your lover and your philosophy and your science. It's not there. It's not there. It's in you. There's nothing that I can say to evoke that. You are thing one. You are that which is, that which creates the other. The thing two. Allow yourself security. Allow yourself that knowledge. Settle into your own being. To your own reality. To your own self. All the power that you've been seeking is there. And what you'll find when you reach for that power is that it is not a power like you had imagined or have had experience with power previously because this kind of power is the control of reality itself. It's not something within reality. It's not something that influences forces in reality. This power is reality. a gaining of that which is. And that which is is by our conceptual minds first perceived, for most often, it is first perceived and then finally caressed with. That is, there is then a, a being with an action, a, a holistic With. There's a whole uh, actuality uh, that becomes us um, finally, even though there is no becaf after it's all been said and done, we realize that it hasn't become us. It was us the entire time. We back into ourselves. We become, at the end of the day, at the end of all of it, at the end of all the things that our conscious, confused, sick minds have processed, we finally, at the end of eternity, are again, as we were always, ourselves. There is no smaller, or greater thing to be, smaller and greater, they're just words, they're just ideas, They're, they're relations, there is no relation with reality, reality is, you are, it doesn't matter what happens to you, it matters what you allow to happen to you. matters is how you are affected by it. We're so weak. We're such sniveling little beings. How do we become so feeble, meek, so frail. How how did that happen? Because we pulled away from who and what we are. And it is really the what that makes us the who. It's always the what is behind the who. Who, that's an illusion. What? is What is is what is And what is, is who you are Ultimately, it does boil down to a decision Ultimately it does boil down to your perception of yourself, what you allow yourself. there. Because you are yourself, even if you don't hear it. You have to have some faith. Because faith at the end of the day is faith in yourself. Faith at the end of the day. It's not in a messiah. It's not in an idea. It's not in another person. It's not in that polluted trash hole of a word that we call God. Faith is in reality, and you are the reality. And if you don't think that there is something far beyond what your limited mind conceives of as you, you need to take a very good look at yourself and your relation to what this all is because I assure you once you do that things will open up for you for all of us we're all waiting on you you're the last one Also the first. You're also the one hundred and first. And the second to last and the third and all of them in between. is there. Only those things that we let in. Only those things that we become through opening those gates. again we have the potential to become everything and anything because it's already within us. So it's what we let out. It's what we exercise. That's what we are. Becoming isn't real. Only you are. Transient. You are permanent. You need to understand that. And that you get rid of all fear, you get rid of all concept, and you allow yourself to be, and through that allowance, you then allow for everything, and you don't become everything, you simply realize that you always were these things. All these things that you'd striven for. And all these perceptions, all these ideas, all these thoughts about standards and goals and aspirations and wanting to be perceived, wanting to be good, wanting to to do right who's good, who's right, Whose perception. It's only yours. Because if you see the reality, you understand. We are all. External circumstance. The circumstance is not fucking important. Only the attitude, only the perception, only what we let in, only what we articulate, only what we act out. Then we give it a reality, we give it a life, we give that thing a manifest, a phenomenon Say, phenomena is born through those actions, but those actions aren't us unless. to them that they petrify us again what we are at our core is something that only we can determine and only we can define but I promise you that it is made of wonder and miracle and goodness I promise you that there's no point to anything if we're not. There's no point to any experience, be it hardship or kindness unless love is behind it. And if you understand life is you understand that behind everything there is an intention and there can only be one intention and that's love so at the end of it all You have to love yourself. You have to love what is. You have to accept yourself in all your folly, in all your glory. Through that acceptance, then you strip away becoming Again, you back into yourself. You own yourself. You are yourself. And that self caresses with reality. It doesn't become a part of, it is, it acknowledges its space within. yourself that you have to be you. Forget the concepts those things that have formed around you forget the perceptions allow yourself your own self through that allowance you regain everything there is no obstacle at all. Because you find again at the end that it is only you. And what is more foolish than be fearful of yourself, especially when what you are comes from purity of love. And what is intended for you is more of the same yourself, your selfhood. And everything else will be as it is, which is you. And what you are is perfect and ugly. those relational things that don't really matter because they're just ideas just ideas we act out and have bought into so the only thing that again you need to buy into uh, is allowing yourself to be don't become should be, of course, is just you.